Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. This is Archery Unfiltered, where I, Wendell Souza, cover California archery events and what it takes to make you a better archer. Hey, fuckos. Guess what's uh, what we doing tonight? We're talking to the winner of the Bay Area Open, my buddy Elliot Peters. We got an awesome episode. Um, just so you guys know, Bay Area Open went down. Uh, I'll let Elliot tell the story, but he smoked all of us. Um, in an amazing fashion, so you guys can enjoy that. Uh, I gotta tell you guys, I bounced back. Wendell bounced back from his his six hundred coyote performance. I feel like I got a good footing. I'm on a good starting trajectory. I'm not shooting like uh, like the big boys up north, you know, like Sean Elza or uh, Blake Jerome, but I can put a three hundred down. You know, it's there. So I'm feeling good. It's a good platform to work on, and uh, hopefully everyone that's listening, I you know, I hope you guys are all coming up too. I hope you guys are making your improvements. The whole point of this show is help everyone get better. So that's the game plan. Uh, we're gonna talk to Elliot. He's gonna tell you his secrets and the things he does to get to do for indoor. Um, he'll be a, one of those guys to tell you that he's like mainly an outdoor safari guy. But I'll tell you what he is is a damn good archer. <laughs> in in the end, when you cut right down to brass tacks, he's a damn good archer. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, did anyone get around to watching the Rushmore Rumble? It was fucking amazing. <laughs> a shitload of dudes shot 900s. Let me see if I... Uh, 14 dudes shot 900s. Uh, my boy Steve Marsh was one of them. What's funny is I say my boy Steve Marsh, but if you ask Steve Marsh, hey, do you know who Wendell Sousa is? He'd be like, I'm sorry, who? Um, but I sh- I shot next to Steve Marsh a couple times, and uh, you know he wouldn't remember me, but he's a super cool dude. It was cool to see him on the big screen shooting a 900. Tate Morgan shot a 900. Jacob Marlowe shot a 900. Householder came out of left field shooting a 900. Nick Cappers, Kyle Douglas, Jeff Rainey, a couple other people. Bodie, Bodie Turner bunch of badasses and what was nuts is i know a lot of people were thinking bodie would just sweep through and win this one but i don't know if it's because of bodie but everyone's games are elevated now and it came down to uh what was it i think i think it came down to jeff rainey and kyle douglas or it was jeff rainey and nick cappers or so it was one of those three guys right but Jeff Rainey ended up taking it, and uh, it was just amazing shooting. Uh, again, if you if you tallied up all these guys' arrows that they had shot, you're looking at these dudes shooting a full-on 300 in the shoot-offs. Uh, it was amazing. And if you guys watch it, if you guys watch the Rushmore Rumble, it's free on YouTube. I urge you to um, watch it with some friends and pour 
some pour some tequila and every time you guys hear tim gillingham say a type a personality i want you to drink okay and i promise you by the end of the shoot you guys will be calling 911 because someone will have alcohol poisoning it the commentary <coughs> on the rushmore rumble is great um especially when you hear like tim gillingham joke with people like ah such and such person kicked your ass huh blah, blah, blah. you know i think that's hilarious um but it's so damn funny to hear him describe another archer because i feel like his go-to description is ah yeah that guy's a type a personality he's really kind of a type a personality you can ask him hey what do you think of uh Bodie turner hey great kid type a personality amazing shooter what do you think of uh nick cappers oh nick cappers great shot great execution perfect form type a personality <laughs> right down to jeff Rainey, type a personality awesome guy it was amazing uh you know, I was doing the drinking game by myself and listening to this at work, and I had to go home early because I was throwing up everywhere. It was nuts. I could not believe it. Um, really funny, though. <laughs> it's almost like if you guys ever listen to me on, on this podcast, you'll hear me say, you know, a whole bunch. Like, there's a drinking game. Pick any episode. When you hear me say, you know, take a shot. And and just dial 9-1 on your phone. <laughs> And when shit gets crazy, dial that extra one. So, anyway, I, uh, you know, Rushmore Rumble's over. Uh, Barrier Open is over. Uh, the shoots coming up next are going to be the, if you're in California, they're going to be the Fresno indoor shoots, one at the spot, the other is at Impact Archery. Um, that's going to be on the January 8th. And ninth, I think. I'll get the the numbers for you guys later, but that's what I'm practicing for next. I'm looking to increase my performance from the last shoot. Um, things are looking good so far, guys. I think, uh, you know, I had an interesting question from a listener, which was like, "Hey, you know, I got this bow. It's starting to hurt me a little bit. Um, I've never believed that." you know, I was an X, Y, or Z brand shooter because I mean, let's get right down to it. People that are like brand horrors or people that are like, I only shoot X, Y, and Z brand. That's kind of stupid, right? It's kind of dumb. There's plenty of bows out there. You never know what's, how do you know you like broccoli if you never tried it? Right? So this guy's asking me and he's like, you know, he's not a brand whore by any, by any means. He's got multiple different types of bows, but he is struggling with the idea of the fact that he cannot shoot this new bow that he got or he can't shoot it as well as his last bow and i just told him like hey man you know i i had a bow it didn't work for, you know i had a new bow didn't work for me i sold it found something else i know that might not be the you know i, I don't know if that would be the the industry approved thing to say you know but at the end of the day, we're doing a results-given sport. Like, all that matters is that you can put an arrow where you want it. And if the bow is the only thing holding you back, maybe it's the holding weight, maybe it's the draw cycle, maybe it's the fact that the strings are unraveling because the cam is defective. If it's any number of those things, I mean, it's just going to fuck with you, you know? So, ideally, you'd eliminate 
all these things that would fuck with you and then you'd go to work. So uh, to my homie that was asking me that, you know, if the bow disagrees with you, there ain't no shame in selling it and buying an elite <laughs> or buying a different bow or just buying something that you like. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be a, an elite. Um, I just freaking love elite bows right now. Like in a, a really weird way. I'm like considering buying, well, I don't have any, I don't have any money because we're in a recession and I'm poor. But one of these days I'll get another, I might get, I might have multiple target bows here and that's going to be a first. So anyway, uh, thank you guys for listening. Thanks for all the support. Uh, thank you guys for the nice comments here and there. The messages on uh, Instagram and Facebook, they're encouraging. They're encouraging. They, they keep me going here. Um, this show is brought to you by Carbon Craft Stabilizers. They are the poor man's doinker is what I would call them. <laughs> I don't know if that's... Ah, that doesn't sound right. They're really good stabilizers, right? I'm going to say they might even be better than a doinker. I should, a poor man's conquest bar, maybe? Um... They are the stiffest, lightest, dampest bar I've ever shot. I've done deflection tests with them. They win. They beat all competing competing brands that I've well that I've tested them against. Um, I just dig them. They're great bars. I have extras, so if you guys ever want to try some and you see me at an event, just ask me. I'll let you shoot them for a day. Shit, I've even let people take them home and shoot them for a week, um, just because that was the the owner's original the original owner's philosophy was like shoot them if you like them you pay for them you know so i very much try to keep that alive uh the bars are that good and the the dude that makes the bars now is brian webb he's an awesome dude down at impact he owns impact archery in fresno he's an amazing guy um and if he's building the bar you know it's built right so you know the i'm i know for a fact that brian's also believes that this is the best stabilizer out there. And so, you know, that's why we're willing to just be like, here, take one of our, (laughs) take our bars and try it and tell us otherwise. So, uh, if you guys catch me, I'll be in Fresno in three weeks, maybe four. And you guys can come, come at me, come try my bars. Um, the show is also brought to you by DB Custom Coatings. My friends Darren and Bet out of Napa. They Cerakote bows. They make them custom. They make them sick. Uh, Darren Cerakoted the guest of this show, uh, Elliot Peters bow. It's like a... I want, I'm going to get these colors all wrong, but it's like a toxic green. It, he made Elliot's bow look like a gun that you could get in Call of Duty. And it looks fucking sick. Um, and then Elliot shooting a good made that bow even look look even cooler. So DB Custom Coatings, you can find them on Instagram. They've done they Darren Saracota Casey Koffeld's bow, the one that's on the side of the Lancaster truck. So his work is everywhere. He's a, a legit dude. Does legit work. Check him out. Um, yeah. So. There you have it, guys. I'm about to kick this show off. Uh, I hope you guys like it. Uh, Elliot Peters is going to give us the secrets to shooting indoor. All right? And I'll catch you guys soon.
All right. And I'm talking to the winner of the Bay Area Open, the Kingslayer, Elliot Peters. How's it going, Elliot? Good, man. How are you doing? Great, man. I think by calling you Kingslayer, uh, it's, it's I've been thinking of this, like, I was thinking whoever won the Bay Area Open, I was going to call the Kingslayer just because there's so many... Like there was a, a bunch of decent shooters there this weekend, and uh, but yeah, <laughs> I, I feel like it's a self what do they call that a self grandizing or uh, <laughs> it's like a patting myself on the back. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. consider no, myself. Dude, I like it, man. I, I'm one of the kings that got slayed. <laughs> I'm honored to be a king slayer. Dude, if that's what we're gonna go with. You are the king slayer, buddy, and I think it is. Uh, it was an amazing. You had such an amazing performance over this weekend. Um, oh. for anyone that doesn't know, Elliot Peters, uh, I, I had you on before to talk about your 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 big win in Reading, right? And uh, yeah, you kind of came out of left field here for indoor. Um, you know, I think a lot of people yeah. might know you from your instagram videos like you're very very funny dude <laughs> you're very smart very funny guy uh i appreciate it i give you all the credit for brokering the interview that or you know the phone call i got to have with with gaius for this show um but yeah let's oh, yeah let's talk about this weekend man man i uh i wasn't gonna be able to make it um i didn't i don't know i think i had like three days ahead of time where my wife was I was trying to make it so that it was a uh, it was a trip for us. She could go down and do some shopping or something, but we couldn't get baby covered. So I was like, "Well, I'm not going to push it. We're not going to go." Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And I don't know. We got to talk, and I told her that John was going down there, and she goes, "Well, why don't you just go with John?" And I was like, "Well, yeah, we didn't really <laughs> offer that." But so I hit him up real quick. I was like, "Hey, man, uh, I registered. Let's let's do it." Um, it was. I mean, I didn't feel prepared whatsoever uh-huh. but um you can't put a price on on that kind of uh on those, the nerves you know getting getting a chance to shoot in those kind of nerves like league does it for you a little bit uh-huh. um in the shop does little to nothing uh-huh. um but that was that that was good stuff so i figured you know if we're gonna we decided to go to to go to vegas we booked a, an airbnb and i was like well Let's go down and get some shoot, shoot, shooting some nerves. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that that was the only plan. I mean, we we got to go. We got. I don't know. I don't know where the hell we were. I don't. I've been to the bay like three times in my life. And we got to. We got outside of town a little way. Started seeing the bridges in the city and stuff. And I looked at John and I was like, "Bro, the nerves just hit me, man. Like, I, we're we're close." And uh, man, it just it set in big time. And and he was like, "Bro, don't have any expectations. Just." you know, do your thing. And, and I didn't, I didn't have no expectations. All, all I really wanted to do was pull off a 300 uh-huh. with some competition. Yeah. And yeah. I feel you. that was, that was it. That was, that was my whole plan. What happened after is beyond me. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So man. Okay. So I can tell you from, uh, uh one of your competitors points of view, right. As, as your competitor, like I pretty much, thought that it was going to be a, a like it was a fairly stacked event for you know our area for our region and then to see yeah. you show up it was i was like what like elliot's here and i had no <laughs> clue like i like 
don't get me wrong. Everyone knows you're a good shooter. Like I've talked to Mark Rubio about you um, because you shoot the the Wilderness League, right? I, I've been down there twice, I believe. I, I could only make it every so often, you know. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I've been trying to go down there, you know, at least once a month. Do you shoot any other leagues? Nope. That's, there's nothing really near us. You can either go an hour north to Chico or an hour mm-hmm. south to Rockland. Uh-huh. Um, that, that's why I started Free Roam Archery in my living room years, five years ago, was because there was nobody nearby to work on local people's bows. There's so many guys that wanted to just, have a set of strings put on or a peak tied in or whatever. And, uh-huh. you know, that's, that's how that free room shit, you know, started. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we so don't have awesome. really anything close by. Uh-huh. Damn. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. So you showed up. Okay. The goal was, uh, a 300 in competition and yep. you got it. You got it on your second qualifier. How yeah. Did... The first one, Yeah, go man, on. the first one was, I shot a, a, a 97, which mm-hmm. a, two, a 297, it's, I've been averaging like, I'd say if I, for every two, three hundreds I shoot, I shoot a 299. Mm-hmm. So I'm still struggling, you know? Um, but the, the 97, I was like not happy with. Granted, I was nervous as all get out. I forgot to, how to hold my bow when I got down there. <laughs> Remember that whole, that whole thing we talked about on the last podcast about how I quote found my shot before Fresno? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I, I stopped holding my bow like that. Um, that first, that first round, I was just going for comfort and I had just no forgiveness. And then, uh, I went to let, I, I was having, I was struggling big time trying to get the release to go off. Well, I went to let down and for the first time in my life, that sweet spot went off while I was in the process of putting the safety pack on. Uh-huh. And I had, I had a major heart attack, dude. I, I thought for a split second that I, I could have just completely missed the entire paper, but it landed in the nine. But, uh, I mean, thankfully, but it, it, it freaked me out, man. I was shook after that for, for quite a bit. And I ended up dropping two nines afterwards. And I just, after that end was over, I was like, my God, or that, that round, uh-huh. I was just thinking, what am I doing down here, man? I am not <laughs> prepared for this at all. But, uh, you know, everybody went to lunch and, and I got to hand it to John, man. What a, what a guy. He freaking packed a lunch, had some venison meatballs on rice and everything. And we, uh, we sat there and, and had lunch. And he's like, you know what? Let's go do some drills while everybody's out to lunch. And uh, he brought up a drill that I think uh, Randy Long showed him where you, uh, you blank bail one and then you shoot one in the target. And the blank bail one and then you shoot one at the next target. Oh, hell so yeah. we were shooting six. Yeah. And we were shooting six arrows and kind of messing around. And I, I started holding the bow like I should mm-hmm. and things started driving. Mm-hmm. So, uh, once I, you know, hold my head out of my ass again, things started to work. And, uh, yeah, I got that 300 on the second, second, uh, qualifier. And let me tell you of all the, all the arrows shot that day. And I shot a few, the last end of that round was the, the hardest arrows I've sent that whole day, man. <laughs> I was, I wanted that real bad. And, Anything after that was just a plus, you know. <laughs> well, that okay. So the the second so the second qualifier, you shot a three hundred. What was Jack's count yep. on that one? Twenty three. Twenty three X. Awesome, dude. That's what yeah. that's what yeah. my my three hundred was a twenty three. Also, um, yeah. So that seated you 
for the you know they do like a for anyone that doesn't know they do like a Lancaster style shoot up, and your three hundred seated you in was it sixth place or fifth yeah. place? It was, well, I shot through five guys, so uh-huh. I guess that puts I guess that means I was sixth was uh, got, or fifth, one of the other. Well, let me see, guy number one. So you your first guy you had to go against was Mark Rubio, right? Yep. Right. Nope. <laughs> that was uh, you, yeah, which so, is terrifying, you know. <laughs> yeah, big time, big time. I hate shooting against Mark, like you know, for anything, anything at all. So, oh yeah, he we, we it happened to us uh, last time I was at league. Him and I were shooting off, and uh, he got me, uh, and and I I can expect that out of Mark, you know, on any given day. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so the, okay, get give us the rundown on how it went with Mark. I was, I mean, I was nervous, but things were rolling pretty good. I, you know, I, I felt a little bit better mm-hmm. and I was just so happy to have gotten the 300 and gotten to a paid position down there with all you freaking players, man. I mean, I was, I was so pumped just to be in the position I was like, I could have shot a nine right out of the gate and been. You know, that I would have drove home and it, it was a total <laughs> success, you know, a night. But so I, I didn't have a whole ton of pressure, you know. Uh-huh. Um, my, my, my state of mind pretty much really quick. I don't know when it clicked, if it was at Mark or if it was at uh, Randall, but I kind of was just telling myself, let him beat you in a one arrow closest to center. Don't, don't go through your, go through your two ends and hit your tens like you know how to do it. And if you lose in a one arrow closest to center, that I can live with that. That's that's not too hard to follow, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So is that? So, did it come down to a one arrow shoot off of Mark? I can't quite remember. Every guy came down to a one arrow shoot. God damn! That means you had to shoot seven arrow. You had to shoot seven arrows against her guy. Ultimately, what was it? Five or six guys, dude. Five guys. Yeah. So Elliot. And, yeah. I don't want to brag, right? And you know, which I, I tend to do, and I'll you know I'll cast out a compliment. Go for then, it, dude. But dude, okay, the record before this was me, <laughs> where I was seated in fourth, and I shot my way up to win it, and now <laughs> you annihilated that record, <laughs> and you buried me in the process, yeah. dude. It was awesome. <laughs> it, I'm glad somebody was there to see it because I doubt it'll happen again. But it was a very uh cool experience i'll tell you that so jim padilla was at the last jim padilla has been at all of these and that was the first thing he said he was like holy crap this dude just made a fat fucking this is the fattest run we've ever seen (laughs) you know (laughs) like no joke dude we're like we're fans man we're big fans that was awesome hey i was surprised too man (laughs) don't get me don't don't uh don't think i wasn't man i was just as shocked as everybody else so Um, Let's see. So you, you win the one arrow shoot off with Mark. Was it? Do you, can you remember your your shoot off arrow with him? No. I, no. I honest. You know what's funny? I didn't hardly look at those arrows. I no. was just trying to keep my head down and, and and stay engaged, but not focus on. I, I you know where it was is where it was. I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't gonna like you know add clicks or anything. I was just. Uh-huh. Just trying to shoot a good shot. I know the, the the site was where it needed to be, and I just needed to do my part. So I, I really didn't look at those arrows much at all. I, I um, have 
uh, a handful of your one arrow shoot offs on video. Um, oh yeah, yeah, and that's exactly what most of the time you shot second, like in the um, you know, while both guys are shooting. I off. noticed that actually. Yeah, you shot yeah, second, and then but it, you weren't. You know, it, you weren't phased at all. You know, I, you weren't paying attention to what the other guy was doing. You were just no. focusing and gunning down a good arrow is what it looked like on every shot. I, yeah, I was, I, I, I mean, and it wasn't intentional. It was just, I guess, my shot time or whatever. But, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't going to look over and try to, you know, see if somebody, you know, really smoked one or try to listen to the guys behind me looking through the binos or whatever. It was, I was, I mean, it doesn't sound like a winning mindset, but I was ready to lose at any point in time, and I was cool <laughs> with it, you know. And I swear to God, dude, like the last, the last three guys or whatever, I was so at peace with the idea that I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get bumped out here pretty soon. I'm just, I was, I was not even nervous the last couple of arrows. It was, it was really weird. Maybe just because I'd been up there for 20 minutes or whatever the deal was, but it, I, I felt fine. Dude, going into it with like the no expectations is is huge because I think some people put expectations on themselves that end up sabotaging their, their day, you know? Oh, I've done it a thousand times. And I, that's, that's so true. So, and I didn't want to get myself in that, you know, that position. So I was just trying to, you know, I think John, make sure it was in the 10 throughout the, throughout the two rounds and, and, mm -hmm. you know, just keep plugging away. Yeah. I think, I think, you know, if that was John that told you that's some, some brilliant advice, you know, or, you know, a brilliant mindset to put forth on his behalf, you know, on his behalf. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's good for that stuff, man. He's got, a, he's got a good mindset, uh, as far as just archery in general. I'm, I'm super passive. And sometimes he'll be like, dude, get your head in the game. man." <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys, okay. So you guys were outlaw partners. That's how you met John Scar. And I think we talked about we, it in well, the, uh, in the last episode, but yeah, tell us about it. Let's we'll refresh everybody. What's that? Just being an outlaw partner. Yeah, or your relationship with John. How'd you meet John? Oh yeah, so uh, well, I was I was outlaw partners with Chris uh, Chris Rocha, but uh -huh. we we went down to Fresno last minute and he couldn't go. And uh, I got on your Facebook page and was looking for a, a free agent, if you will. And um, John was available, and we linked up and freaking cleaned that course with five mulligans left, and and had a good time doing it, and kind of just. Uh, you know, hit it off, and we're going to be outlaw partners this year. We're going to shoot Redding. Hell yeah! And yeah, it's just been it's been working really good. He's a super driven guy for having only shot archery for two years. Yeah, or not even that. No, he's picked um, it up really quick. Oh yeah, I mean it's it's crazy to see. Like he sends me pictures of three hundreds with with his uh, with his outdoor arrows, and I'm like Jesus. Christ, what am I doing? And I, I gotta get shooting. This guy's gonna whoop my ass this year. But uh, no, he's he's really good to have uh, have as a roadie, you know. Yeah, I think it's good having a, a you know a competitive friend that you can you know bounce stuff off of, and you know just kind of help keep you in line, and you can you know help keep him in line. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so back to the shooting here. So you knock Rubio off, and next up is Randall. Yep. Now, which is. I can just tell you, just as terrifying. Yes, more. I can tell you that it was two people that I was terrified of for this event. It was actually three, <laughs> including Austin Watts, but it was Randall and Caleb Cuiocho. Those three, I was like, okay, 
you know, before I knew that you were going to this event, I thought it could be any, it could be any of these three guys, you know, events. Oh I've, yeah, I've seen Randall shoot like twenty eight x three hundreds, you know, in league, um, and he's been doing it for for years. So right, right. When his mental game uh, is on, he's entirely deadly, and uh, and so you know, I like I was talking to. Austin Watts about it when you were going up against Randall I said okay I went to Austin I said one of us is going to have to take out Randall and then <laughs> and then <laughs> when I got up on deck and you won it I was like Santa Maria it's freaking <laughs> Elliot's going up and then I thought holy shit if Elliot can beat Randall Elliot can definitely beat me <laughs> it, well, yeah it, I, I've been listening to uh I, no offense, but I glossed over all the indoor podcast episodes you've done until just about the last two weeks. I've gone back and listened to just about every single one of them twice, just trying to get. Because this is not my, my my thing. I don't I don't think about indoors too much. I haven't shot it in a couple of years, so I'm I'm feeling out of my element, if you will. So I went back and listening, and I keep hearing you talk about what a killer was, and I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> I mean, the whole, everybody above me was, you know, stacked. Uh-huh. And, yeah, BC. <laughs> like I said, it was pretty easy when you, when you have a feeling like they're, they're going to whoop your ass real soon. Any one of these arrows is going to happen. And just be happy you got down here on a nice day and had some fun <laughs> with your friends. I wasn't trying to trip on it too hard, you know? <laughs> Holy smokes, man. So you end up going to the one arrow shootoff with Randall. Yep. And I couldn't tell you how how much I got him by, but damn, <laughs> him and whoever else said it was enough, so I rolled. It. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I not to look past you at all, but a lot of people were expecting Randall to sweep through. I mean, I mean, I, yeah, I, I was one of them. I, I'm not sure if like, like sweep through you, but. Definitely sweep through a handful of us. You know what I mean? It was kind of like part of his game where, you know, if he's not oh, seated yeah. in the top one or two, he's going to sweep his way up. So it was nuts because it was like, holy crap, the game that we all thought we came to watch is totally different now. Right. <laughs> and it, I, I kind of felt like um, I not many people are going to understand the SpongeBob reference, so I'll just like say it differently. But I, I felt oh, like yeah, I a big a big giant monster that I would have had to face got taken out and then <laughs> by a even bigger monster, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know how it happened, man. You were there, I <laughs> Yeah, maybe you can do something in the footage, but I I don't know. It, oh. It's still it's just like it feels just like Redding did, man. Like a, like a damn fluke. Like you guys just happened to catch me on a really good nah, day. There's no, there is no flukes, dude. There's no flukes. You literally put, so check this out. I would say it would be a fluke if you didn't have to do as much shooting as you did. But it, at the end of the day, you had to shoot a whole nother 300 round just to win this thing because you started so yeah. like so far back. I mean, to think about yeah. that, I, I wish I had the targets on camera so we could tally your X count because you shot. Man, that's a good point. You shot an incredible 300 round under intense pressure for eliminations. I don't know, man. Like, uh, I, I can that say that is a damn good point. I, can I have say, not thought of that. All I can say, Elliot, is uh, 
I'm a big fan, and I think you picked up a, a handful of fans. I know, I know, my buddy Jim is a fan because we were talking about it. <laughs> you know, we were like, <gasps> towards the end, we were like, "Can you fucking believe this? This is nuts." <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. I've never yeah, been. I've, I've... Maybe it's because you know you're such a nice guy, or, or you know, uh, you know, we've gotten to know you a little bit, but. I, I have not been excited to see someone win like this in a long time. You know that it's. it's oh, I appreciate it, man. It, it was a really cool experience to, you know, well, one to lose to you, but yeah, but two to see how good you did in the end. I don't. Yeah, it was like I was saying earlier. It was, or maybe in chat, maybe in text or whatever. But it, it, it was probably the coolest experience archery-wise, I've had. Like, winning Reading was cool, but you didn't really know what happened at the time, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's not like it was during a shoot-off or whatever, but that was... That was super fun, man. That yeah. was a really cool cool day. I, I won't forget it. Oh, yeah. it. I, I know the feeling. I, I used to come home from these uh, Barry Opens just glowing, man. And then <laughs> I'd get ready for the next, you know, next up is Fresno, and and after Fresno is the uh, Todd Hawkins shoot, and so yep, looking forward to that. Oh yeah! So you eliminate me in a one arrow shoot off. We both shot. Uh, I think we shot. I think I shot a eight o'clock X, and you shot a five o'clock X, and you used was you edged me out just a little closer. You know what's crazy is I had the same. I had the same mindset. Was like okay punch you know punch 30s in in the match and when it comes down to a one arrow shoot off just hit an x and if you lose to him then hey at least you lost shooting an x you know exactly and so exactly you can't you can't sit there and, and just superimpose a super x with your hand man i mean it's freaking <laughs> you I, know it's just i've heard people I mean, say i've heard people say i've heard guys say like oh yeah i'm punching x and getting this dude's head but uh, I've dude, never... Austin did. <laughs> Austin, he even said it. he's like, "Oh yeah, that was an X." So I was like, Shh. "I mean, he he knows he shot an X." I was just thinking that it was a good arrow, but who knows where it lands? You know, I was. Well, I know Austin. Not to, Austin I was, was joking. To somewhat disengaged. He was. He was what? He was joking after. He was like, "Man, he's like, I shot an X, and I thought beat that." And he's like, "Man, then he did." <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So, yeah. That's what I was talking about. He, yeah. He he knew it was a good arrow. I mean. I don't know. I I couldn't <laughs> tell what mine was, but you know, it's just one of those things. Like, I mean, we're, I swear to God, the last couple, three or four guys, it was within like a sixteenth of an inch, and, and shit. Austin and I went to a second arrow shoot off. Damn. I mean, it was close, close. That's fucking terrifying. Yeah. Now, see, I think there's something to be said yeah. there about your mental game. You know, like you're gunning down focus here because I know if I had to do a one arrow shoot off with Austin, I would feel comfortable on one. But on the second, I would be fucking falling apart. <laughs> I, like I said, dude, I was sitting there going, it's, here, this is how it happened. You know, it was a good run, and I way surprised myself to get this far. And lo and behold, <laughs> you know, and we move on. Hey, your final show. Oh, so then, okay, you take Austin out. Then you're going against Caleb Cuiocho. Caleb's an amazing shooter. I'm sure you see him yep. shooting league, you know. Yep. He's. I call him yep. the the norcal he's our i keep saying he's our version of bodie because he's like yeah 100 uh, you know incredible 300 shooter he's young 
He's super, super focused. And his shot looks like like a ninja done it. <laughs> yeah. have, you, have you watched him shoot? Oh yeah, dude. It I got was, video of it. <laughs> it, it. Yeah, it's like a it's like a Tesla shooting machine guy standing there. I mean, it is so precise and like it looks awesome. I mean, he's a absolute stud, man. That guy's yeah. in places. Yeah, he looks like he's trying to murder a target. Mm-hmm. Dude, your shot looks pretty damn cool though, too, man. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Especially for a guy. I mean. You're shooting a hinge, but you're shooting a very unconventional hinge. You're shooting a, a man. Su- I would sweet spot hinge. Is that yep, what they call it? Shooting, sweet spot. Yep, it's a sweet spot. It's the it's. I think it's the first version they made. Mm-hmm. Um, I've tried all the ones since. I've tried. I mean, all of them since, mm-hmm. and they don't feel good. And I always end up going back to this one. I would pay big dollars for. Another one of those. I'm sure there's people out there all over the world that's got them sitting in the very back of their archery box, you know? <laughs> yeah. Because they ain't worth shit to nobody else, but I would pay <laughs> big money to have a half a dozen of those laying down. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's basically, it's a true ball hinge, right? It's a true ball hinge yep. with, with a safety button on it. Yeah. Now, it, you know, it, it sounds like, I mean, it's, it's kind of, I mean, everybody says that's a good, uh, like a trainer hinge, you know, mm-hmm. a good a good step into not knocking your teeth out and shooting a hinge. But I will say, it does something that no other hinge has the ability to do, and that's the ability to to speed it up or slow it down on the fly. If because when you when you take that safety off, it pins the head in whatever position. Correct. <laughs> I was just in. about to say that. I was like, doesn't the timing on that thing change? I've never yeah, heard anyone I mean, for- talk about it as a benefit. It, it it totally is. I mean, because I have it set at, I, I, I still haven't touched it. I'm not, I haven't set it up. I haven't slowed it down. I haven't put an Allen key in the set screw. Um, it's just the way it was when I bought it used. And But I can speed it up or slow it down by starting to handle more forward. If I wanted to, if my shots aren't coming off fast enough, I'll take the safety off while the handle's still angled a little bit more forward. Uh-huh. And, I mean, it speeds it up big time. God um, damn, dude! <laughs> you have to be to, <laughs> you have to be so consistent. It's handy to do. <laughs> oh my god, dude! <laughs> that sounds so difficult. <laughs> what do you mean? I mean, it, it's just it's something you can adjust on the fly. I mean, you know, like the abyss and all, or is it the abyss? Uh, is the abyss a button? Um. Yes. Yes. True. All abyss is a button. Okay. Okay. It's the. I'm thinking of the hinged version. Of that release, the fulcrum. Um, yeah, you know how you can you can pin or you can move bolts around, yeah. and put the head different locations. Uh huh. It's the exact same theory, only I can do it on the fly with my hands at any point in time. Um, if I want the handle to be way swept forward and that thing to go off real fast, I can start the I can start the release right there. Or if I want to be more relaxed, I can have the handle angled a little bit more back and uh-huh. and which is typically more comfortable, but I don't have as much leverage on the handle, so it's it's typically a slower release without right. having adjusted the head or anything. Right, that makes um, sense. That makes sense. I, I use I use it all the time like that. Tonight I was way more relaxed. Last uh-huh. night I had that thing set up because my shit was not breaking ever. I'll be damned, but, dude. That I mean, yeah, you, I you make a damn good argument for it. 
I have a I have a uh, a stand blackjack in my quiver pocket. I think I'm gonna sell it. I just I can't do a conventional hinge, man. I'm stuck on the sweet spot thing. I don't know if it's good, <laughs> bad, or it's just some amateur shit that I'm doing, but now, I like it. You like the old one over the new one? I don't know why. I, the old one's like heavier. It's got the you know you can position the fingers and add uh-huh, take uh-huh. away you know make it a four finger whatever. Because I think they have it just doesn't, the, the new one. They have like the flex model and it's Quicksilver and all yeah. that. I had the Quicksilver flex last year and I got rid of it the week I got it in the mail. It's just it. I don't know what about it. It's just the shape wasn't right. Um, and they they put like grooves in the in the finger channels, you uh-huh. know, so it doesn't slip so much. But I I don't like those at all. I like it to slip a little bit out towards the tips of my fingers. Um, Dude, this is so badass, yeah, just, dude. It's so badass that you like one, man. It's <laughs> so badass that you run an old, an old like an OG hinge release like this, dude. Dude, I tell you what, it is uglier than a mud fence, bro. I, you got to see it. The the eclipse <laughs> kept falling out, and I had to like I had to retrofit. I had to drill and tap holes, add screws to keep the retain just to keep the head on. But it's it's butt ugly, dude. But it's it's bulletproof now <laughs> yeah it's just like it's like sergio pagney shooting the old uh the old spot hog shit and he's like you know getting parts machined for it and whatnot i'll, I'll do it if i have to i don't i don't care I, I haven't been able to find another one of these lately so this might be this might be the only release i shoot ever again oh man well if anyone uh if anyone happens to listen to this and wants to get rid of one they should uh hit one of us up hit one of us up and send it send it oh away. my god please please do all right, so you beat Caleb, all right, and then you're like the humblest, literally the one of the hum like most humble guys I've ever seen win. Where <laughs> you, you know what I mean? It, it's uh, I think that's another thing that uh, you know a lot of people really liked. I, I think got a lot of people on you know behind you. Um, it's just how humble you are, man, and how I don't know. It's just really cool seeing you win, dude. I gotta say, it, it's not like. It's just hard hard to describe. I I know for a fact that like there are some tournaments that I shot that people did not want to see me win. <laughs> you know, I was kind of like the bad guy. <laughs> you know oh, what yeah. I mean? But that's it. Okay, well, uh, you probably been beating him for so long. Nah, I don't. Well, I don't know about You're that. You're the king, man. I, I'm one of them, or I was one of them. <laughs> I was one of them, and I know you know that's the thing. Randall's one of them. Austin's one of them. Yep. Caleb is yep. definitely one of them, dude. And so it's just fucking cool to see this run you did, man. Um, it was fun, man. It was freaking fun. Austin, man, that he scared the shit out of me, dude. I, I haven't <laughs> seen Austin ever in my life. And then they go up there. It, it was the one time Jim goes, you guys just stay right here. Because mm-hmm. we've been walking up to look at the targets. And I was like, that's fine. I don't want to look at this thing. I'm, I'm <laughs> trying to keep my head out of my ass you know and and they go nope it's too close to fall you got to do it again and i was like you have got to be kidding <laughs> that uh, was that was wild man that was tight that was really cool yeah so let that me let me ask elliot how did you how do you practice like um well okay hold on Whew. yeah let's start with that how, how did you practice for indoor like what's your general routine i know you're you're a working class dude you got a wife and kids how do you make time to practice and what does your practice look like no oh, you're gonna hate this though um i shoot 
maybe if I, a good week, I'll shoot four nights a week. I'm talking Monday to Sunday. Okay. Um, I come out here. I'm in the shop right now. I come out here and I got a target. I got two targets set up on a on a uh, folding Rubbermaid table outside this door, and I use I have a a floodlight that I have to point at it, and uh, it's always dark when I'm shooting unless you know it's. I rarely get time to shoot on the weekends, or whatever, because the kids are home and we're always doing something. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. But I'll come out here and throw the shop lights on and sit out here in the cold and and try to bang out a round or two. Um, like I was telling you tonight, I I shot a game like in it had to have been fifteen or twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, but running two target faces, you know, and uh-huh. it's kind of cheating. But uh, it nope, allows you not at all. Get I I've said from early on that I think shooting more than three arrows is is I, I want to say crucial or I, it's the way to practice I think for a Vegas round I think people that just shoot three spots are doing themselves some amount of disservice I know you're doing it for you know for time constraints right Yeah that's yeah. generally well actually I mean yes that is the main reason but I I prefer it just I mean sometimes I'll shoot two separate games. Uh-huh. Because I like to mix it up. I mean, normally when I'm shooting outdoors, you know, I'll shoot 15 or 17 arrows at a time uh-huh. in one spot. I don't have a problem shooting arrow after arrow. So yeah, same. And I kind of think it, it helps. Yeah, it helps to it helps you get into that rhythm. You know, you're not going to get it. You know, shooting a, a real Vegas round or what have you, but it it does help your confidence. And when you're trying to work stuff out, you know, you just get to sit there and get in a groove and not have to go for a 20-yard walk every three minutes. Exactly. I think you get more shots for every walk. And then I think there's also some amount of endurance like that comes into shooting. Because I've heard people say that, you know, they start to fa- you know fade um, later on in their Vegas rounds. And mm-hmm. uh, they're like, oh, man, my endurance is, is not there. And I've never – it never really made sense to me because I was like, holy crap, like how – you lose an endurance on on just shooting thirty arrows, but I mean it does make yeah, sense considering it's getting dragged out, you know. But I think yeah, when you I shoot, mean, I I could shoot Vegas rounds all damn day. I mean, ah uh, yeah, that the I mean not not because I want to or because I enjoy it, but I mean the <laughs> the uh, the repetition. It's plenty slow paced enough to I don't I have never felt fatigued ever maybe yeah. mentally. Yeah, um, that's for sure. It's definitely a harder mental game. You know, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. you shoot outdoors and you go up to a target and get your ass whipped, drop an arrow or two or a point or two. I mean, and uh, you know, big deal. You move on. The next target's probably eighteen yards, mm-hmm. and you pick up where you left off and you get back into a groove and it's all good. Well, this target doesn't change for you, so if you don't like it, you got to suck it up. You know? Yeah. Um, it's a mental. It's more mentally fatiguing. For sure, and at least to me, I, no, this, I, this shit I would totally agree. I last year I would practice with two five spots for that exact that exact reason oh, is on, on your seventh and eighth arrow. You're like fuck. I just want this. I want this end to be done. But yeah, it's, it's kind of like okay. Well, you, you can you can think that, but you can only think that so far before you're giving up. You know, you're giving up X's and points. You know, I wish. I wish this shit was a five spot target. Like I would, I think I would enjoy that better. Oh, I yeah. just ordered, I just ordered, uh, like 
25 spots and like 30 more Vegas faces and some actual blue face five spots. Just oh, for sick. Fun. Sick. I was going to say, but, I'll uh, tell you somebody. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I just ordered them from Lancaster the other day. They'll be here any day. Sweet, um, dude. But yeah, I kind of wish it was a, a five spot. Just, I don't know. I like shooting arrows. Like when, when you go up to some of these shoots around here and they're a 28 target three arrow shoot, I typically do pretty good at those. I just like sitting and shooting, you know? Uh huh. Yeah. I, I have an and idea. And going to speed things up. I have an idea for a 28 and uh, <laughs> Vegas round that you can run as a team, the best ball team. <laughs> but we'll see if anyone wants to, we'll see if anyone wants to touch that. Touch it. Why not? Um, let's see. My next question is, how do you tune your bow, Elliot? Espe- like, especially for indoor arrows. Did you, did you do anything wacky on this one? You know, I don't know if this thing's tuned or not. Um, <laughs> I know you, you just it's, it's, built this bow like three or four weeks ago, right? Yep, yep, yep. I got the rise back from Darren, and I, I, I threw it together real quick. Um, I got the arrows from John. I, he, he had some black eagles laying around. He's shooting some gold tip now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got the black eagle magnums and uh, put those together real quick. And I, I kind of shot them all through paper and indexed them, but uh-huh. that is about it. And... You shoot, you shoot a I mean, bear shaft through paper? No, no, I don't mess with bear shaft. That shit oh, messes you, with my mind. You just, uh, you just paper tune it and run it. That I paper tuned it, but I paper tuned the shaft. I, I was just twisting knots, right, trying uh-huh. to get an, a, a same same tear, you know. Uh huh. Um, and once I did that, I, I mean that that was quite a while ago. I was like right, right about the time I got the bow together. Um, let's see. I, I think I've changed my stabilizer setup since then. I was I was trying to run the bath bar up front, mm-hmm. um, and I did. I shot like a three hundred with that, um, but I've since moved it back down to the bottom. Yeah, I mean, how much like weight the, are you running? The, um, I think I'm let's see six on the front and ten on the back. It's a thirty three and a fifteen. Hmm. All right. Cool. Uh, not a whole, not a whole lot. Uh-huh. Um, I went to a six power lens this year from a four, and I was shooting all those hoops, if you remember. Uh-huh. Um, but I've actually got, I've, I've decided to be a big boy now and shoot a fiber. Nice. But uh, yeah, it's it's working pretty good. It's a nineteen thousand drilled fiber with like a I don't know fifty thousand black dot behind it. Okay. Um, it, it basically looks like an arrow hole on uh-huh. the target. Uh-huh. Um, so my, my initial problem with pins and shit was uh, I just didn't like covering up the target. But uh-huh. that was back in like the bow hunter days when you didn't have any magnification and a 19,000 <laughs> pin would, would eat cover up that. the entire... <laughs> yeah, it would cover the whole damn thing. And so you'd end up peeking and screw your whole day up. Well, um, I tried to shoot the hoop this year and it just... I don't know. I didn't. I didn't really care for it. I didn't feel. I didn't feel like I was being precision enough in my aiming. If if the damn Vegas face was, if the nine ring was green, let's say, or something like that, a different color, mm-hmm. I would be fine shooting a uh, a hoop. <laughs> but you know, it's uh, it's the same damn color, and and for whatever reason, the hoop was just 
it was just getting in my way and I didn't feel like I was being persistent enough to hit the middle middle. Sure, I could hit the, the yellow, but this isn't safari, you know? So, uh, right. I had to, I had to up my, my magnification a little bit so I could see the X uh-huh. and then, uh, a little pin so I can try and, uh, put the arrow where I want. So just going back to, you're doing a bear shaft index, right? So, are you shooting? No bear shot. No, oh, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. These are all flesh. They're all flesh. Yeah, all flesh. And yep. then, and then you're just turning the knocks through paper to get them to all tear the same direction. Yeah, I'll shoot them all through paper, and a handful of them will tear a little different. So I'll just rotate them, you know, 90 degrees. I'm they're four fletched, uh, uh-huh. two four inch two spies, and eventually they all tear the same. And I'll, you know, I might I might mess with the uh, I don't try to. I'm not shooting for the same, you know, five-inch left tear or something. I do try to get it somewhat a bullet hole. Not, okay. Not okay. a perfect bullet hole, but uh-huh. if it's got a little left and right, I'm not too too worried about it. Uh-huh. Um, I just want them to all be tearing the same, you know? Gotcha. Gotcha. That makes sense. So, Dude, yeah. You had a really and, cool arrow setup with a, uh, I believe that's a top hat insert that you have in the front of your uh, arrow. Am I correct? So, no, uh, it's actually a uh, a victory insert. Really? Um, I found it. Yeah, it's yeah, it's so weird. Um, years ago, a buddy of mine who is strictly a bow hunter, I don't know how he ended up with these inserts. He had like two packages of these inserts, and they're for twenty seven diameter arrows, which he's never bought anything bigger than like an SMJ in his life. And I'm like, how did you do that? You screwed up big time. <laughs> And so he just, you know, he just gave them to me. And um, I was going through my, my shit last, I don't know, well, the week before before the Bay Area opened. Um, I'd been shooting 200 grain points, and they were doing okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to mess around with, uh, with 250, and I was hoping I could get a little bit lighter and just, you know, go – go real broad, you know, go 150, go 250, and just see if there was any major differences. Uh-huh. And uh, I was able to, to put those inserts in, and for those that don't know, I don't know what they're for, to be completely honest, but they're a bushing. It looks like a pin bushing mm-hmm. without the stud, and it's threaded for, like, hunting points or field tips, yep. you know? And I, I have some real ugly field tips laying around and <laughs> threaded them in for a combined total of 155 grains in the nose. Um, and they shot way more forgiving than the two fifties and a little more forgiving than the 200. I've had, they're pretty badass. Too. <laughs> it, I don't know, man. I don't, I bet I don't get many people to go that route. So they are <laughs> <so> ugly. <laughs> Dude, so, I looked up. I actually took a picture of this. I almost texted you, but I found Top Hat makes a very similar. Um, uh, oh really? Uh, yeah, they have a threaded insert for. They even make them for triple X's, and I almost fucking bought them. But um, oh really? Yeah, dude. I was gonna send a picture of them to you, and they have different points and stuff that you know you could thread in there. And uh, I thought for sure that's what these were, but I don't know. It it was really cool for you to roll in. And shoot a very unconventional looking arrow and smoke everyone yeah. with it. 
Uh, believe me, I felt self-conscious showing them <laughs> off, but <laughs> I think I better get out ahead of it, you know, before I get made fun of too much. But they're, they're, uh, they're Victory VX27 inserts. I'm looking at the package right now. Uh-huh. I've never seen anybody use this ship in my life. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, the same. If you want, <laughs> that was first for me, yeah, too. Yeah, <laughs> if, if you, uh, I mean, it makes it, you know, pretty easy to switch uh, screw in points, I guess, if that's yep. what you're trying to do. But it did work. I mean, I've always, I've always ran a sub 200 grain indoor uh point in uh-huh. the past and dude i'm telling you what i don't know i don't know what it is if it's speed or or what's going on but there are shots that that really scare me and i can watch those things go back up <laughs> into the middle when they shouldn't okay well i'm on i can't say i you know i can't say for sure but i you know i do know you're running a four fletch um, you know, four inch Q2I in the back. So there's, there's a lot yep. of, you know, you get a lot of correction on, you know, in theory, in theory, you'd have a lot of correction. Oh, on the yeah. back. And I, you know, from what I had talked about with, uh, Blake, it was that, you know, a light, a lighter point requires less, um, what's the word? A, a lighter points easier to turn basically that, you know, mm-hmm. the, the veins have to work less. So sure, if, that makes sense. if you have the same amount of vein, if the vein is like, you know, a static, you know, uh, you know, size or whatever, then it's, um, it's just, you know, the, the, oh, I'm getting all fucking flustered here. The fucking, <laughs> the lighter point's going to turn more basically. Bah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that makes, that makes sense, man. But I don't know if it's true. I don't know if it's all theory, dude. I got to see it. I got to see it under your camera, under like a high speed camera. Here's, here's a. Here's a here's a really inaccurate theory. Okay. But I have shot so many arrows that when the shot went off, I was bob bobbing, you know, six o'clock. Uh huh. And when my pin is headed out the bottom of the tin, that shot will break. And I it visually it looks like the arrow climbs up <laughs> like like I got a damn boat prop on the back of this. <laughs> This arrow, and it's like clawing up the air on the way, and it lifts a vertical of like a half an inch into the deck, they and ca- it surprises me every time. I did it before you called. I had <laughs> I had probably three shots during the last game I did an hour ago. That was, I was like, God damn it, that's, that's out the bottom. And that thing is solid X. It's like it's clawing its way vertically <laughs> through the air, like it's on a ladder, and I know that's not. They, anywhere near accurate but it seems like that's what's happening that's a, man it's they call weird. that it's a google suggestion arrow where it says did you mean x you said yeah yeah sure Dude, yeah so I, I shit you not are you did you fletch your arrows are they right helical yep so you have um four inch four flesh right helical q2 eyes they're the non-shield cut they're the i think they call them parabolics right yep um what kind of string are you running uh, bright string. A bright string. Pretty sure I should be going to the left, from what I'm told. But yeah, I only dude. own a right helical jig, <laughs> so. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and it did, dude. It, I, it's that's one of those things that I used to die on. You know, I'll, I'll die on that hill. Is that you need to fletch in the direction that the arrow spins. I, but dude, Gaius doesn't do it. You didn't do it, and obviously, you guys don't need it. You know what I'm saying? Like. I've, I mean, it ain't just us. I'm sure most people don't need it, really. I mean, 
<laughs> Once it's out of our hands, it's uh, it's anybody's arrow, you mm-hmm. know. But that's just physics and shit. Um, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't mind having a Lefioko clamp. I I'm pretty sure I ought to own one. Um, but I've never messed too much with that. Not in a few years. Uh-huh. Um, I just never. I don't know, man. Like I could probably flush these up less, and maybe shit would get really, really cool for me. Maybe I'd shoot a twenty-eight X game one day. But like, I'm just so happy with how things are going most of the time. I don't feel the need to nitpick much more. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, truly, dude. Uh, I'm just, and maybe I'm being too passive. Maybe I ought to like, you know, I mean, I'm shooting a guy. I'm shooting that Q, uh, QAD rest again that everybody loves. Dude, that's what I was about um, to bring up next. I think you're, you're shooting like an old school QAD. Yep. But you know, it's same thing. It's the damn thing works. I can't, I can't think of any time where I'm yeah. like, I wonder if it's the rest, you know? Yeah. And uh, Nick Ingham, a buddy of ours or a buddy of mine that used to shoot a bunch swore by the QAD. And I almost bought one cause of him. And then I kind of phased out of it. And now I'm thinking about buying one cause of you. <laughs> I mean, shit, if people trust them to shoot, you know, 400 inch elk on a $15,000 ranch or a $25,000 doll sheep or whatever, I figured it's pretty trustworthy enough to shoot in my backyard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I've never had any issues with it. I, I mean, I, talking to like Gantz and stuff, I would like to try like the AAE, uh, the prophecy, I think it is. Uh-huh. It's their cable driven, uh, their drop, drop away. Rest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just, money's tight right now, so I'm not buying shit that I don't <laughs> really need. <laughs> you know, I, if I do change this rest, that's the rest I'm going to go to next. Because, yeah. I mean, the adjustment itself is better. Uh-huh. Um, this this adjustment is, is less than ideal. Um, but as far as, like, you know, how it works, it's never... Even with these big giant veins, I don't know how they clear the the little bar that goes over the top. You know the containment bar. Um, oh my god, got to be with it. You still have the containment bar on? I can't. I don't see a way to how I can take it off. I'm looking at it right now. Maybe I can. <clears throat> maybe I can punch it out or something. But yeah, I still got the containment bar. It's got to be. You know. <laughs> I just cut mine it's off. Be fucking I, thousand. I cut mine off with wire cutters, but. I wouldn't change anything I, if I were you because <laughs> everything you got is working for you. I, you don't need to worry about – I'm starting to feel like kind of a moron for, you know, pushing fletching arrows in a certain direction. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not saying it doesn't help, and I'm maybe stupid for not doing it. I'm just – No, 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 no. Gayus don't I believe mean, it. Well, Gayus doesn't believe in it either. <laughs> That that says something, because yep. um, he's a hell of a shot. Hell of a um, shot. I'm not, I'm not on that level, so I kind of feel like you know what my you know my vision of version of good uh, mm. might not be up to snuff to somebody like a Gaius or, or like a Tim Gillingham or something like that. He'd probably slap me in the face if he saw what I was running. <laughs> but, Gillingham, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But I don't. I haven't. I haven't wanted more out of my system yet. I feel like right now I'm. It's, it's on my shoulders to just make a good shot, and when I do, it hits exactly where the dot was when I left it. And right. That's how things were rolling last year. You know, during like yeah. towards the end of of the outdoor season, I just was. I was in the mindset that this bow is going to do exactly what 
what it what it looks like when the when that snapshot in time goes off. You right. know what I mean? That, I, that shot goes off. I think um, an arrow hitting behind the pin is is really you can't ask for anything more than that. You know, as far as a reliable a reliable shooting setup goes, you know. Yeah, it's a, if if nothing else, it's worth the peace of mind. Yeah, and I'm I'm super fortunate because I got arrows right now that climb up a half an inch on the way down when I'm <laughs> headed out the bottom. I don't know how that's fucking happening, but uh, I'm cool with it. <laughs> so you were saying that you shoot, you shoot. Maybe a game, a game a night, or do you go two games? Like, what's your what's your average? I haven't shot. I, I shot, dude. I have shot less than since I put this bow together. I bet I don't have twenty five games under my belt at mm-hmm, all. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say less than ten of them have been three hundred. Tonight being one of them, it's uh-huh. probably eight or nine now. Uh huh. Um, I get super discouraged when I shoot a nine. I'm like, ah, shit, I'm putting, I'm going to bed. It's 11 o'clock, you know? <laughs> yeah. I'm not feeling it. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't get to shoot nearly as much as I want. I mean, I have to be at work at six, so I have to leave my house at five thirty. So, I mean, I'd have to get up pretty damn early right. to shoot. And that's no excuse. I ought to be doing it regardless, but dude, it's been like 24 degrees in my house in the morning with a hundred percent humidity. It's butt cold. <laughs> I believe it. Like, um, where I live is is much closer to the bay, and it's fucking cold here too. Oh yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, cold. you got high humidity too. Yeah, but uh, that'll get you. <laughs> it's crazy, dude, because you're describing your practices like being dark with a shop light is very similar to my own. <laughs> you know, yeah, kind of like. Oh you- yeah, you're shooting out of the basement or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually when I moved into the house that I'm living at, I um, removed this window. I, I built a, a a takedown window in the basement so I can shoot out to 20, oh, 20 yards in the backyard. Yeah, so I, I at so least every get this- three arrows you got to walk out. To, you got to like walk out of the room outside to go get them. Yeah, believe it or not, um, Rudy Sandoval gave me a target so that I can put, I can put a, you know a couple. Like it's it's like a big target bale kind of thing, so I can put um, like three, three either five spots or three three spots up, whatever I'm shooting. Oh, nice! But yeah, basically, I I, I can freeze my ass off in the basement and then go really freeze my ass off to pull arrows. <laughs> right, jam outside in the rain and go grab your arrows. But yeah, dude, our practices sound very similar. It's kind of like you got, you kind of gotta make it happen if you want to practice. Yeah, I don't. It's not ideal. Not, the lighting in this shop is, is terrible. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, I noticed this tonight with the... I, I mean, I've been noticing it, but, like, I've, I've got a floodlight sitting on the ground shining up at both targets, and, the, it, like, right now, the I will get... Like, my left target tonight, I was getting less arrows, and I know it was just the way the light was hitting it. Yeah. Dude, I... Mean, I, I ex- saw, Exact same. I have the exact same thing. Exact same setup. I literally have a a shop light on the floor. I have a like a a, a chair that I've tipped over on the side that I clamp my shop light to, yeah. and it's shining up at you know the center of the target. So yeah, the the two on the left on my five spot are you know as soon as a, sh- a shadow starts to get cast there, it's like they're going left. You know what I mean? Or when the sun yeah. starts to come up, even it changes things a little bit. Big time. 
and I, I don't have, I can't see my feet very well with the lighting I got where I'm shooting from. Um, it's, it's been a struggle for sure. Like trying to make sure my alignment's right. I've been, I've been telling myself I need to tie a, a kiss a button or a nose button or something just to help with that, but <laughs> I haven't done it. <laughs> <laughs> I respect you. You laughed because I, I, I said nose button, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I respect you for not <laughs> for not doing that. <laughs> Dude, Ellie, I got yeah, one more I, one more question to ask you, and it's it's a weird one. It's gonna be an obscure one. But um cute. how did you come to your stabilizer setup? Like how did you figure out you know, Alan's here, I, you know, Alan's there. Man, Back bar angle. That's one of the biggest things mm -hmm. I am I struggle with. I feel like I'm I'm dumb when it comes to stabilizers. Like I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just adding a little bit here and there. I actually had a an idea that I pitched to Gaius and I'm sure I'm not gonna incriminate anything by saying it out loud, but I thought it would be cool to have some sort of weight system that you could like, you know, like on a bicycle seat post, you have that clamp that like tightens it wherever you want it. Uh-huh. Imagine something like that on your stabilizer that held an ounce or two, that uh -huh. you could run that thing up and down your bar like a, like a damn trombone or something uh -huh. whenever you needed weight or wanted to mess with weight. Uh, I, I don't know what an ounce, you know, is going to do on the front end. I, I, I've been playing with it a little bit, but like sometimes I'm just so not confident in my own shooting. It's like, is this helping or am I just shooting better today? Mm -hmm. Or, you know what I mean? Like I, I, I'm still not at the point where I feel like I'm able to tell the damn difference in an ounce. And Gaius is over there using third ounces and shit. And I'm like, dude, how do you feel <laughs> that at all? You know what I mean? <laughs> I, at very least, at very least, you have the self honesty to say, okay, well, I'm not sure if this is doing it or if it's me. Cause I, I honestly feel like I, I can add a quarter ounce to my bow and then think, Oh, this is, you know, this is the shit. Like this is what I've been missing, but it very well could just be uh, the day, you know, like some days you just, you, some days you're just hey. practicing hot, you know? No, that's it. Last night I came out and shot the exact same bow that I shot tonight, and I dropped two nines and shot a 23x game. Tonight I came out and shot a 26x game and felt way better, and nothing changed. Mm -hmm. It was just, you know, a better day. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if I'd have thrown an ounce on the front of the bar, I'd have probably thought, damn, that was that was the ticket, but it wasn't. Right. Um, you know, you can just have good and bad days. I. I don't know, man. Like I've listened to your stabilizer episode a number of times, and I've tried to like understand it a little bit more. Um, yeah, dude. You know what's nuts? I did the stabilizer episode to create some kind of framework by which people could figure out, uh, you know, how to you know tune their stabilizer setup. And I was hoping that someone mm -hmm. would would give me like somewhere along the way, someone would be like, okay, yes on this, but no on that. And then if I got enough people that would kind of guide me in a direction i could do a part two and be like okay well this is what the you know most people have found but dude uh -huh. bars and setting up bars is such a unique thing that like that that's just it like that's everyone's different you know 
and, and yeah, it's a it's super personal preference thing. Yeah, dude, it's um, nuts. It's nuts. It's I one mean, of my most listened to episodes. Is the stabilizer one, but it gets oh, yeah. zero comments, and like literally, it, it's almost like people listen to it and then they just freak out or they just disagree. You know? Yeah, because they're like me, and they 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 walk away going, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Uh-huh. They don't have any kind of any kind of positive direction, and I and I know the feeling. Um, it's I feel like I should be sitting in the D bar to be completely honest with you. When my shot breaks down and I've been holding too long, uh-huh. I I see my bubble dip out to the right immediately, uh-huh. and and that tells me, hey, tuck your bar in, tuck, tuck your bar in a little bit. It's leaning too hard to the left, uh-huh. but I can't tuck it anymore in. It's running damn near. <laughs> Straight back, you know what I mean? I almost want to page pierce this thing and throw it on the right side. <laughs> but then I get all then I get hazed to death for my ugly ass points and my stupid back bar. <laughs> you, know, it's crazy. you know what I mean? Chris B used to run his back bar out the right side also. I, Dude, I wanna try it. I kinda wanna try it. Ah, you're doing too, you're doing fine right now. You don't need to do <laughs> and then there's that. Yeah, then there's that. It's like, hey, what are you what are you trying to get better at, man? Just shoot a good shot and they normally go in the middle. And once I remind myself of that, it's like, yeah, don't don't touch nothing, you're good. Do Ellie, do you have um a shot process or like a mantra? Do you are you saying something to yourself when you're executing? You know, like the you know, the whole shot IQ thing. Are you are you giving it a oh. a word or are you just just focusing are you just dialing up and focusing you know i actually uh thanks to you i uh i listened to uh, i started listening to just this week actually the blue line archery podcast uh-huh um and uh there was a, an episode with michael Braden, and he and he talked about uh when he's coaching that he'll tell his students to pull uh into the back wall like a half a pound at a time and i'm I'm guessing he's just, you know, whatever your half a pound feels like to you, because how the hell do you know the half a pound, you know? But just tonight, I was thinking, you know, when my shot was kind of locked up and I really wanted it to go off, I, I started thinking to myself, you know, add a half a pound, add a half a pound, and not much more of that, you know, and the shot ends up ends up going off. Um, otherwise, I do, event, you know, I, I typically tell myself, if things aren't moving, I don't talk to myself a whole lot. Uh-huh. Um, as far as you know, mental game goes. Um, but when things are slowed up and I can't get the release to go, and I really wish it would, type of thing. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. I, I might have got it from Joel Turner or something like that. I've heard him say it, but keep it moving. Yeah. Keep that release hand moving. Don't freeze up because you don't like the shot picture. Because you can do that shit all day. Oh yeah. Um, you know what I mean. Um, so keep it moving. That just the thought of that will get my arrow to fire a lot of the time because, you know, I've you know, when I think about it, I realize Jesus Christ, I've stopped completely because I don't like you know how erratic my pin float is. Uh huh. Um. So the second you start moving again, yeah, it'll it'll go. You were on the ragged edge the whole time. Yeah. Um. Between between that and uh, staying firm in the back wall and and just I mean just tonight. I, I was telling myself, you know, add a half a pound, add a half a pound. And uh, my best shots go off when I'm when I'm rotating the hinge and pulling into the back wall. Like, there's times when a shot will break and I've only rotated the hinge to get it to do so. And there's sometimes a little bit more rare 
that the shot will break because I've strictly been pulling steadily into the back wall harder and harder. Right. But whenever those shots and it happened on the line, uh, shooting off down there at the open and it, it took pretty much all day to get there, but there was a, there's a sweet spot where you're pulling into the wall as much as you're pulling your relief. Mm -hmm. And those are the best shots that I break. I don't, you, I, I don't know if anybody can understand that. No, or not, no, but I like, can get it. You, you've merged. It's when you can marry the two concepts together. And that's yep. when you can break those really clean shots. Yep. It, it feels like a lot of movement and it kind of is. And I've been having a, a hard time. I can hold just like anybody. I'm sure hold right on the dot mm -hmm. and, and keep it there. But you have to add motion to get the release to go. Yeah. Whether it's rotating your, your handle or pulling through the wall. And up until just the other day, I was shooting these, uh, these Bomar, uh, cable stops, you know, they got the big flat spot on there. Uh -huh. I, I, uh, I've been shooting them like you're supposed to on the big flat spot. Um, but I felt like when I was really adding a lot of tension into the back wall that it was creating, if that, that movement's got to go somewhere. Right. Mm -hmm. And if the cables aren't flexing, and your draw's not getting incrementally longer, what, what's going to move? And I guess it's my bow arm. And I, it was like pulling me off the target a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, and I watched I watched Paige's video about how she was tuning her reckoning and how she went from like a, a flat, hard stop to just the, the peg, the uh -huh. round peg. Um, I don't have any round pegs, but the opposite side of a Bomar stop is round. <laughs> so I flipped my... I flipped my uh, my Bomar stops 180 degrees to the round side and let it let it hit like a peg, uh -huh. and it gives the back wall just a little bit of squish. And uh, a little bit of squish has helped, in my opinion, help me move or keep motion in the shot without without affecting my bow arm and in my aim. That makes I mean? sense. No, that totally makes sense. I've I've. I've experienced that myself in the past, but I've also seen like I want to say it was Jesse Broadwater who had talked about shooting spiral cams in the soft position so that he could like really pull into his cables, and it yeah. it totally makes sense to me. You know, it, you if you have a super solid back wall, I mean something's gonna have to give when you're pulling into it. Right, um, and you know if you're, I had a pretty good. I had a pretty good round the other day. I shot a 300 with my button and before I flipped the, flipped the stops around. Um, and there's not, I was shooting it just basically squeezing slow on the button, not mm -hmm. punching it, but squeezing slow like you would a rifle or anything else. Uh -huh. um, and that wasn't too bad. Um, it got worse as the days went on. But, um, you're not adding really any motion as far as pulling or rotation once you get your sight picture the way you want it. And mm -hmm. maybe with, with hard limb stops or, or a hard cable stop or whatever, those button guys can, or got it figured out. Or I mean, shit, you, you're shooting on Elite now. Do they have limb stops still? Yeah, yeah, if you want them. Um, I'm running mine with just cable stops. Not, right, right, okay. But, yeah, you can definitely add them if you want. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I got... Personally, I feel like I, I wouldn't shoot a hinge on, on limb stops worth a damn. But um, it, it, I don't know. It just made sense to me to have a little bit of squish so you can keep motion in the, in the, 
in the back end without pulling your bow arm off part because I figure if everything's locked up and there's no give anymore on your release end, it's just going to, that motion's got to go somewhere. And, and it, it made sense to me that it went to my my bow arm. And, uh-huh. uh, and your sight picture uh, suffers yeah, exactly. because of it. Yeah, that makes total sense, dude. <clears throat> and I'm, I'm already struggling with that. I feel like I'm over-magnified a little bit with the six power. Uh-huh. Um, so it's, I'm trying to, I'm messing with the bars a little bit, you know, angles here and there, but like I've had enough nights where things went off really well and that groove, whatever that groove was that I was in at the Bay Area Open, things were going super smooth and damn near effortless. I know it can be done the way it, the the way way it sits right the now. The way you got it, yeah. Yeah, so I just need to work on myself and leave the bow the hell alone, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I... Hey, I'm right there with you, man. I I kind of feel bad. Like I've I've talked about, it, I felt bad because I kind of put everyone down like a no tuning rabbit hole, which was unnecessary. But aside from, I, I was kind of part of that, right? I told you that I was going to no tune these arrows, and it's like the next episode you put out is about no tuning. Oh, okay, so because yeah, I had heard you talk about no tuning, and then I saw Tyler Heritage do a thing on Instagram talking about how that's what. Oh, he, yeah, yeah, he was talking about that's what's. Uh, an important thing to him, right, is no tuning, and he's one of George Ryle's, you know, students or shooters or whatever. So uh-huh. yeah, I just looked up like how did these guys do it, and then I found how Jake Kaminsky no tunes, but he's a recurve guy, and so I I went down the rabbit hole of, of doing that. Did you no, no tune your arrows? I I did flip them on the table, uh-huh. and they were I didn't move anything. Uh-huh. It, just roughly, they looked to be within a quarter inch of where they were already sitting on the rest, so I just rolled with it. Uh-huh. Um, you know, the, the no-tune thing makes sense in a... I mean, okay, it doesn't, it doesn't. There are <laughs> nodes. The node idea makes sense, right? Yeah. The, there's two spots on the arrow that aren't moving ever. Right. Um, and I a long time ago, I had heard that you want to put that front node on your rest so yes. that when that arrow gets hit on the back end, it's not going to put pressure on your blade or or whatever because it's in that no movement spot, and mm-hmm. that that just made a total sense. But at the same time, that arrow is probably a foot down the rest by the time it starts flexing anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That shit doesn't preload and then take off. Uh, well. Perhaps, perhaps. I I think you're right, but you know, in physics, they say for every action, there's a reaction, right? So for every force on the back of the arrow, there's yeah, force on the front. See, dude, this is all. This is where we get into this weird fucking thing that I think archery's gone out of control with. Is like the theory of it. I feel like if I just had a really expensive high speed camera to answer all these questions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just get it. I just get an Android phone or something. Dude, these things shoot 960 frames a second. What more do you want? <laughs> but no, really. Um, I, I think. I mean, I, I don't think that you're hurting anything by putting the node at the yes, at, I at agree. The rest or what have you. Now you said it was for vein clearance, and I hadn't even thought about the back end. Mm-hmm. But I, the one guy that I had heard it from that uh, blew my mind with it years ago, Chuck Shaka, he uh, he he'd said it, it's 
it's to keep you know like undue movement. Yeah, uh, no the, torque on the, the front end of the arrow. Yeah, and I was like, damn, that's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, and but I think there's a lot of really little things like that that might equate to a closer to middle arrow. Uh-huh. And I would say that one something like that might be in the thousandth of an inch. You know right. what I mean? That right. might get you six thousandths of an inch closer to the center. Uh, uh, basically right. a freaking pointless amount. You know what I mean? And then there's other things like torque tuning that will get you half inches closest yes. to center type shit. I think there's a lot of this stuff and none of it will hurt you. Right. But uh, the juice is not worth the squeeze, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, no, fully, dude. I, I would agree, and you know, uh, when it comes, when it like that's how I was trying to justify no tuning was that it was like marginal gains. It's generally like uh, I used to be a big fan of like Lance Armstrong, and he had talked about marginal gains, which was like I do this, you know, I do X, Y, and Z for one and a half percent gain here, one and a half percent gain here, you know. No, I get it, and we're at that point in this class where you're. Well, everybody's shooting at 98%, you know what I mean? And you're yes. all, it, it, you know what I mean? You're, you're trying for those tenths of a percent here and there. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I personally, I feel like I'm amateur enough that all the percentage that I'm missing is in my hand. Um, uh, dude. I, right now. It's so crazy you say that. Cause that's what I was about to say is like, I think you're right. I think we're all at this like 98%, 99%. The last two, one or two percent is really mental, right? And we try to hedge it with the marginal gains, the little tweaks and tunes. We try to hedge against that mental, you know, the mental part of shooting. And I think if you can wrap your, if you can wrap up the mental part, the the marginal stuff really doesn't, yeah, like you said, it's not worth the squeeze. It's, it's, you know, just extra. Look at like Bodie Turner, right? Like, Mm -hmm. His his mental game is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I, you know what I mean. Um, that's because he has it. No, nah, I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's not anything like that. But you know, I like to joke about it. Um, but I mean, like I, I bet he's not. You know, got nine dial indicators on every arrow and check and run out and that kind of shit. You know, I know right. I, I would imagine he gets it good enough and relies on him to do the rest. Mm-hmm. And, and then there's some guys who want to run everything through a hooter shooter. And I've got one less than 15 feet from here at the moment that want to, <laughs> that want the, the, the bow to shoot, you know, sub MOA at a billion yards. <laughs> And then they get behind it, and it doesn't matter. Right. Um, and I, and there is there's it makes sense to have the most accurate piece of equipment. I get it. Mm-hmm. But I I think a lot of this stuff equates to thousands of an inch closer when the everything in your two hands can equate to a lot more. Yes. Yes, I would agree 110. percent That's been the biggest thing I think as of late watching. Bodie yeah. and you know kids like uh, Caleb Quiocha shoot is that yep uh, it's 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 really between the ears is what it's you know mostly about it is I, I think a hundred percent that and being comfortable that's having a comfort being comfortable with your bow you know yes oh my goodness are that you is. shooting are you shooting a seventy pound bow 
<laughs> yes. Um, it's turned down to 61 pounds right now. <laughs> Beefy, dude. <laughs> yeah. What kind of holding weight do you... Uh, are, are, is that a thing that you care about? Like, knowing how much holding weight you're going after? I mean, I tried to set this thing up I, I when I put the strings and shit back on it. Um, I got the draw link set to... Oh... Well, wherever it was last year, right? It was, I think, it was twenty-eight from the throat to the, to the knock, and then a fifteen-sixteenth loop after that. Uh-huh. Um, I got, I got that pretty much back to normal. I had it shortened up a little bit because I felt a little overextended coming off of not shooting for a few months. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I lengthened it up just a little bit, maybe an eighth of an inch, and it feels pretty good. Um, last year I was running eighteen and a half percent or 18 and a half pounds of holding weight mm-hmm. i think i'm closer to like 16 and a half or 17 okay um but i've got a lot squishier back wall now and i think i'm just wrenching into it to the you know 18 19 20 pounds right. or whatever it is i do i do actually i said it last i said it when i shot that 297 i told john i was like i need some more holding weight because i'm all over the place <laughs> but I was holding, I was holding the bow wrong. And let me tell you, I, when I have my hand buried way up in the throat of the grip, it is so comfortable, mm-hmm. but it ain't forgiving for me. Right. It's, it's so damn weird. I have to slide my grip three eighths of an inch down, down. Yeah. And it, it's way, I mean, I, I don't think anybody would purposely shoot it like that, but it's all in the heel of the grip. I'm not. I'm not up in the throat really at all. Right. Um, and it. It's not as comfortable. The freaking shelf hits my my pointer finger and it hurts. Uh huh. But it 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 just does better. And I I figured that out that day at the Bay Area Open during mm-hmm. lunch time. Fi- you're finding the pressure that that really works for you. It's got to be something like that. I I don't know what it is, but That's the more I try man. to. It, it really is. I, I never would have thought that I would have that happen just by, you know, where my hand was in the grip and how I was holding it. But uh-huh. I'm going to keep it where it's at because that's what it's like. Fucking A, man. Dude, that's what's working. Yeah. What the hell, man? Yeah, dude. Listen to the bow. <laughs> well, dude, Elliot, I got to say, man, like, uh, w- watching you shoot, man, you've, I think, I know I personally have learned a lot just from watching you shoot and talking to you. Uh, I've learned a lot, you know, it, it's, uh, it just goes to show like, like you said, there's, there's the, the marginal gains that we go for, or there's going out and then just doing the damn thing, you know, and fo- focusing. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I gravitate towards that ship uh, a hell of a lot more. I mean, I mean, Mark Rubin tell you the same thing. I'm sure just shoot your damn boat. Yeah. You know? Yeah, dude. It's 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 not that simple, but it's pretty much that simple. If you had a if you're the if you had the strongest mental game on the line, you could be shooting some weird tears and I'm sure it would all work out in the end. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. Totally. Like you're you don't have to have a super tuned anything. I think it it really is, at least in this class with the equipment we have and the you know, repeatability of all this stuff. Like, yeah. Dude, it's just it's going a lot to do with your mental game. 
going back to the Bodie thing, man, I know a lot of people think um, Bodie's just got this insane mental game from the shot IQ process, but he did. Um, uh, Carlos from Blue Line Archery did an interview with Bodie, and Bodie talked about like the hours he spent shooting, and it's like dude spends four hours a day, like all the fucking time or you know what i mean like just hundreds and hundreds really? of arrows yeah dude or he's talking about you know he's going to bed he's he's coming home he's shooting does a little homework and then he shoots to like 11 you know what i mean like something ungodly like that so it's just like right. it, when you really cut down to it he's just shooting his bow you know what i mean you can strip yeah. everything else away and that's all all it really is just getting down to brass tacks and shoot so yep 100%. Yeah, I'll agree. With you know, that. and don't worry about him this year. Don't worry about him this year in Vegas. I got a GoFundMe set up. We're going to send some ladies of the evening up to his room on Saturday night. <laughs> funny. Get all fucked. <laughs> 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 you see Bo showing up on the line just all hung over. His eyes are all red. Lipstick all over his face. <laughs> yeah, and shit. Just, all, <laughs> just overnight. <laughs> his eyes dilated. <laughs> yeah. He's like, nah, his, he's 15, but he looks like a 23-year-old. Yeah, dude. 40-year-old. <laughs> Bob Eilers in the corner going, yeah, buddy. Yeah, bud. <laughs> Bob, he's like, that oh, kid's an man. animal. He's an animal. <laughs> yep. Are you, have you figured out if you're shooting uh, flights or championship? Uh, I'm not or sure going? yet. I'm not sure yet. Uh, you know, it. I'm, it's all kind of like a cost thing for me right now. Like, uh, dude, yeah, things are very that shit is expensive. Things are very expensive, and and I thought, I thought flights, even flights is is expensive. Um, yeah, shoot, shooting flights. Time. So, uh, I was like, man, I thought flights was like 150 bucks entrance fee, but that is not the case. But um, no, man, you could shoot flights at the cost of shooting the whole outlaw series. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, dude, the thing is, uh, my only, the only thing is, uh. I feel like if I don't shoot championship and then one of my homies make it's like a while ago, my buddy uh, Nick Ingham, he shot the Idaho, what do they call it? Idaho Open, and he ended up going toe to toe with Chris Schaff and all these other dudes and and I think he podiumed even, and it just I was like man I know Nick I've I've gone toe to toe with Nick before, and uh, I was like fuck it, it sucks I can do that yeah it sucks not betting on yourself you know when yeah. your homies will bet on themselves you know what i mean they have that confidence to bet on themselves so i definitely yeah. wa want to do it but at this point it's all just monetary you know restrictions i guess yep. oh i could it, you'd be bummed i mean I, I, my whole plan so far has been flight because i don't feel confident enough for much else uh-huh but if you get in one of those situations, and for whatever reason, I do shoot way better under pressure. Fuck yeah, you do. Good. I don't shoot good in the garage at all. Mm -hmm. I I freaking drop a nine, and I'll throw my ball on the ground and go inside. Not literally throw it on the ground, but I, I don't know what it is. I've always felt better when there's something riding on your shot, I guess. Uh-huh. Um, I, I guess lucky in that sense. But... That would be a real bummer to go up there and shoot even just a 300 and not get to do the 10 K shoot off or some cool experience like that. You know, you're yep. or God forbid you make the lucky dog shoot off like you did or something like that. That would be, you know, 
uh, hell of an experience to miss out on. Or God forbid, you know, you shoot an eight ninety nine or a nine hundred mm-hmm. in flight, like you'd you wish you'd spent the money. <laughs> that's that's the truth, dude. <laughs> that is the yeah, truth. I mean, so I don't know. I'm so I'm weighing you, it out. I'm gonna yeah, yeah, dude, that. weigh it out. I mean, you still got the the Todd Hawkins shoot. If you know you plan to wait to register until after that, it's just more stuff that you can, uh, you know, gauge what you want to do on accordingly. Yeah, I sell some more foot pictures and see if I can raise the money. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, Elliot, dude, uh, we're right at about an hour and a half, man. Thanks for the, thanks for the Damn, phone call. Be- thanks, thanks for giving up your time, dude. Dude, I appreciate it. It's an honor, man. This is hey, dude, awesome. the the honor is all mine, dude. Uh, honestly, a huge fan of yours, man. Like, as a shooter. Not just a comedian, dude. I'm a huge fan of yours as a shooter. <laughs> and and uh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, dude. It's just I, I have a video that I've been putting together of the Bay Area Open, and I just gotta find a way to put it up and not get you know copyright infringements for the music that I'm using. But dude, like you're a badass shooter, man. And uh, I, I it was a pleasure of mine to lose to you, but it was also just really cool to uh stand on the line with you i appreciate it dude i was honored to be there man like that was a stacked class and it just it didn't even feel right going that far you know what i mean i hadn't put enough time i didn't feel into the whole thing and you guys are freaking animals and indoors and you know everything animals in general jesus christ um so are you buddy i i mean yeah, I'm glad you got to see me on a good day. So, I mean, <laughs> it, I've always just wanted to, uh, I'm almost, it sounds so fucking lame, but I mean, I'm like, like a dad, right? I can, I'm not going to be able to keep this shit up for too long. I don't think God, when the kids get into travel ball or something crazy like that, mm-hmm. God forbid, like who knows <laughs> how long this is going to go. You know what I mean? Right. So uh, just to be thought of as decent among, you know, guys like y'all is is enough like i you know this is if i never win any further this is plenty you know what i mean oh, well. um you will it's yeah you, maybe so easily you but will. i'm trying to keep the pressure off you know what i'm saying not hell over yeah. uh, overthink it <laughs> hell yeah hell yeah well i think you know you, you have the humble mindset so i think the humble mindset goes a long way i hope so i hope so they yeah. say you gotta hate losing and shit, but boy, I tell you what, I was ready to lose to any one of you guys. <laughs> and you fucked us all up. You fucked us <laughs> right up, dude. <laughs> dude, uh, closest to center, man, that's a 50 50. Oh, man. I, there was a split second when I was shooting against you, and I was like, I'm gonna fuck this guy up. <laughs> yeah. And I saw your arrow was like, I was like, oh, damn. Oh, damn. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you walked up to Ryan, you shook my hand, and I thought to myself the same thing. Wendell's going to fuck me up. Ah, dude. <laughs> and look at that. I mean, just look how that panned yeah. out for me, huh? <laughs> any, any dog's day, dude. God damn it, dude. I, I love just, it. I love it. I love that phrase. Just, but you might as well make the damn shirt by now. You've been saying <laughs> it for two years. Oh, man. Uh, but it, it's never rang truer. Yeah, dude. I, I mean, for all of us. You know what I mean? For all of us. It, Absolutely. Like, um, last year when I, I mean, anybody could have taken that, you know what I mean? Like there's yeah. a lot of, 
Yeah, you can say that, dude. But at that at that moment, at that time, you were you were on next level, dude. Like, I, I the the videos I took of everyone shooting was different. Normally, I'll film someone shooting and I'll get their whole body right, get their head, their shoulders, their bow. You can see them execute yep. a shot, right? But this year, what I did was I filmed everyone's face, and you can literally see. You can almost, you can almost see what people are thinking during their shot. It's the weirdest thing. It's the weirdest fucking thing, dude. But watching you shoot, dude, you can see this focus. Like you can see this, like, like laser frequency that you're gunning down with, and it's uh, this damn cool, dude. It is damn cool. It was fun, man. I I'll, enjoyed the shit out of it. I'll post up the video soon, but. Fucking cool, a, dude. man. I love to see it. Glad hey. somebody got to film it. It feels like a damn dream. It came and went so fast, you know. Yeah, I love this event. I love the Bay Area Open, dude. It's always been it's always been good to me. It's always been fun. That was cool, man. I I enjoyed the shit out of it too. I mean, it's the best reason I've had yet to go to the Bay. <laughs> I'll agree. <laughs> I'll agree. I'll agree there. <laughs> yeah. Well, cool. Well, cool, Elliot. Thanks for coming on and uh, talking to us, man. Give us some Anytime, insight man. into your uh, your indoor game. I feel like I'm really uh, lackluster in that department. Like, I don't know if I offered much at all. Like the last time, I feel like I'm just winging this shit as I go. No, dude. But, uh, I, I mean, hopefully somebody gets something. Dude, if you came on and said you did nothing to your, if you know, just bolted your shit up, put the arrow rest three quarters of an inch from the riser, and then just fucking shot. That would be something, dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? That was that was basically what it was. Oh goddamn it! <laughs> goddamn it! <laughs> but uh, I, I mean, even that something is is uh, it just shows us like how much of this shit is overthought. You know? That is that. Yeah. No, I hope I hope somebody out there that is losing their hair about a paper tear or something does hear this or or any other person talking just. Decides to relax and just shoot the damn bow. Yeah, just shoot the damn thing. You'll get it. Yeah. Well, cool, brother. Yeah. All right, buddy. I appreciate it. All right, man. I guess I'll see you in Sacramento. You got that right. All right, bud. Well, have a good night. Congra- right. Congratulations again, bud. It was, uh, you too, man. I've... Awesome shooting. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. All right, man. Have a good night. All right, you too. See ya.